the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If the gospel had ended at chapter 20, then throughout the centuries, believers would have had no connection, no information to explain why it was Peter who stood up on the day of Pentecost as the leader and spokesperson of the apostles to deliver the message that stirred 3,000 people to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that day. There are a lot of reasons why chapter 21 of John is so important to us. As Pastor Leighton Sheely just mentioned one of them, we'll also spend some time in the next couple of programs focusing in on some other reasons why this chapter is so important for you and I. Jesus not only appears to his disciples in chapter 20, but in chapter 21, he reinstates Peter, and that provides amazing comfort. With today's study verse by verse from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, here's Pastor Leighton Sheely. Now, there are reasons why this chapter is here, uh, a number of reasons, actually. This gospel was written towards the end of the first century when there were a certain number of heresies on the rise, and this uh, story was included to demonstrate once and for all the reality of the resurrection. You see, there were some who were teaching that the appearances of the risen Christ were nothing more than visions or even hallucinations. And that's why the Gospels, all of the Gospels go so far as they do is to insist that Jesus Christ, the risen Christ, was not a vision, not a hallucination, not even a spirit, but a real person. And that in his real body, they bore the marks of the nails in his hands and the spear that was thrust through his side. But this story goes even a step further because a vision or a spirit would not likely start a charcoal fire and cook breakfast and serve it. And yet the risen Lord did these things. So one of the purposes of this story being included is to make very clear the reality of the resurrection. There may have been another reason why John included the story as well, this chapter as well, and that is he wanted to teach us how to relate to the risen Christ. You see, during the 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension, uh, Jesus Christ appeared and disappeared at will, visiting his disciples even in the midst of of a locked room. And they never knew when he was going to show up. And so they needed to always stay alert. And so do we. Because we're told Jesus Christ is coming back and we don't know when, so we need to stay alert. We need to stay alert. But there's, I think, an even another reason and and a very powerful reason for this chapter. And that is that it provides a story that revolves around Peter. Now, Peter was an exceptional disciple. He was the only disciple that left the boat, got out, and walked on the water with Jesus. He was the only disciple who pulled out a sword and swung it, intending to take on hundreds of Roman, battle-hardened Roman soldiers in the garden to defend Jesus. He was one of only two disciples who had the courage to walk into the courtyard of the high priest, he and John. He was only one of three who saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain. He saw Jesus heal the sick, raise the dead, feed thousands and thousands of people with nothing more than a little boy's lunch. Uh, He had been closer to Jesus than perhaps any other person uh, who ever lived. And, And if anyone had a reason to believe in Jesus, it was Peter. He was privileged, privileged beyond measure. But he denied Jesus 
on the night of Jesus' trial. And like all of the other disciples except for John was not present at the crucifixion. And if the story, if the gospel had ended at chapter 20, then throughout the centuries, believers would have had no connection, no information to explain why it was Peter who stood up on the day of Pentecost as the leader and spokesperson of the apostles to deliver the message that stirred 3,000 people to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior that day. So John did not want to end his gospel without telling his readers that Peter was restored to apostleship. Apart from the information in this chapter, we would wonder why Peter was so prominent in the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts, which is the history of the early church. This is the longest account that we have of any appearance of the risen Lord in Galilee. Now that is a background. Let's study the passage verse by verse. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias and revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together, seven in total. Uh, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. I think we need to think back and try to envision the paradigm, the, the, the perspective of the of the uh, disciples. They had been with Jesus for three years. All of their needs had been met. They'd been directed uh, every, every moment of the day. And now that Jesus was no longer with them in bodily form, there naturally is going to be some confusion. Now, the passage describes the disciples as being by the Sea of Tiberias. It's also known as the Sea of Galilee and several other names as well. And the, uh, this sea is located in the north, in Galilee, whereas the events of the previous chapter were in the south, in Judea. So the, reason, uh, the, the, the words that begin this chapter after this indicate that there's an unspecified period of time that has passed since the events of the previous chapter and the events in this chapter. Now the reason that the uh, disciples are in Galilee is no doubt in obedience to Jesus' command as recorded for us in Matthew chapter 28, verse 10. Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. In chapter, uh, verse 16, I should say, the disciples were instructed to go to a specific mountain on which they were to meet Jesus. But these apostles, these disciples, were not up on the mountain. They were down by the sea. Now evidently... Uh, the disciples did not see Jesus quite quickly enough. They must have gotten impatient. They had not yet learned to wait on Jesus. Peter was a man of action. He was not a man to stand around or sit around, so he decided to go fishing. And because he was a natural leader, the other disciples decided to join him. Now, the implications of this is that they intended to return to their livelihood. It wasn't a day of fishing. They were intending to go back to their livelihood that they had had before they met Jesus. You see, before they met Jesus, they were very successful fishermen, as evidenced by the fact that they owned their own boats and their, and, their bis, and their business. As professional fishermen, they knew how to catch fish, and they knew that the best time of catching fish on the Sea of Galilee was at nighttime. And so that night, they'd spent their entire night rowing around looking for fish. But despite their very best efforts, they had nothing to show for it. Zilch, nada, yet, nothing. It was reminiscent of the day that Peter met Jesus, as recorded for us in Luke chapter 5. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him, that is Jesus, to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, that's another name for the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. 
And when he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. But, and they came and filled both boats, so they began to sink. They were so full of fish, they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, which explains one of the reasons why they hung out together. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. Now on you'll be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him, followed Jesus. That night was reminiscent of the day that they met Jesus and chose to leave everything and follow him. Verse 4, just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. So no doubt they were exhausted and frustrated from the night of catching nothing, but this, this stranger's voice, a commanding voice, prompted them to take one more try. Now, the Sea of Galilee is not what we might call a sea. We'd call it a lake because it's only about 13 miles long and 8 miles wide. So the fishermen have been out all night in this lake looking for fish and not been able to find any anywhere. Now a stranger is telling them to put down the net on the right side of the boat. Now, how wide is a boat? What, 6 feet, 8 feet, maybe 10 or 12 feet? Now, how is that supposed to make a difference in a lake that's eight miles wide. Well, it did make a difference. It made a huge difference. As the old saying goes, little is much when God is in it. There were so many fish entering into the net that even seven muscular first century fishermen were not able to haul the net into the boats until they dragged it to the shore. Verse 7, That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord! When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, about, but about 100 yards off. So John, the disciple that Jesus loved, recognized that the stranger on the beach was Jesus, and he told Peter, and Peter, true to his character, couldn't wait for the boat to get to shore, instead jumped in and decided to swim for it. Verse 9, when they got out, on land they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. Now, this was the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So the disciples are out fishing all night. They're hungry. And when they get to shore, Jesus has prepared a hot breakfast for them. And you notice how gracious Jesus is. He says, bring some of the fish that you, that you, that you have just caught. The only reason that they caught anything is because Jesus told them to throw the nets out on the right side of the boat. Which then begs the question, how did the fish know which side of the boat was the right side of the boat? Which indicates to us, perhaps like fish, we should stay in schools. 
I'm practicing my grandpa jokes. <laughs> well, the passage records there was 153 fish in that net. And there have been a number of explanations that have gone back even to the church fathers, such as Jerome and Augustine, that try to explain that specific number, 153. There's no definitive explanation. But the Apostle John, who was a professional fisherman, noted that even without many fish in the net, the net was not broken. And that was a remarkable fact to him, so much so that he recorded it here. Now, what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that the Lord not only provided the catch, he also protected the catch as well. One of those amazing little factoids, right? Really, at the end of the day, what he is saying is, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. What an encouraging note to close out today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse on. If you would like to know more about Study Verse by Verse or Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, visit our website, highlands.us. Great place to glean information about us and get to know us a bit more. Again, highlands.us. That's where you'll find us on the World Wide Web. You'll also find us back here tomorrow to close out the week with a final look at John chapter 21 on study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.